0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. My name's Austin. I'm BJ. And this week, we're discussing our favorite Dragon Quest games so far. Uh, We're not just counting them down, we're also kind of discussing why we love them so much. Uh, For time's sake, each of us came up with a top three, uh, and they're not all mainline games. Like We tried to think of the spinoffs that we've played, and we've played most of the spinoffs, and I've played all of the mainline series that's in English, and you've played a good amount of the mainline series that is in English.
1: Uh, yeah, I think five and six are the only ones I didn't touch. Like I, that I've not played any of.
0: Uh, and before we get into the episode, though, this week we do have a, a brand new Patreon patron. Uh, so BJ, you want to give a very special thank you to Wesley Ray.
1: Wesley Ray. I was so surprised when I saw a new patron came and I was like, "Woo, Wes, I love Wes. And apparently you do the Henshin Dad podcast and I love it too. Uh, so let's get straight into
0: our list. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the one that is on both of our lists. For me, right. it's number one. For you, it's number two on your list.
1: And I didn't do these in order, huh? really. I kind of just listed them. It wasn't a countdown, okay? Cool. So much for me because that's what uh, I did because too. I was having a hard time of actually putting them together, like putting them in an order because I like them all for totally different reasons. Okay, cool.
0: So, so I did that too. I just was make. I just thought maybe yours were because of the order yours are listed. It kind of sounded like you were ranking them. So this one, I mean. This game is definitely number one for me, but I don't know about you. But we're talking about Dragon Quest XI S. You guys have heard right. us talk about it a lot in the past, and we're probably going to be talking about it a lot in the future as more people beat the game and we can really talk about it more and give away a few more spoilers. Um, my personal reasons for loving it so much is that it has my favorite cast of any Dragon right. Quest game. It's probably my favorite world, Erdria. Um, I would say is probably my favorite World in
1: Dragon Quest, it's really fleshed out. That's one of the uh the things about this one that really got me over some of the others is that I felt like this was more of a world than I ever did in like eight or nine or any of them yeah, and I think I think eight and nine have pretty good worlds
0: um I think all of them really have pretty do a pretty good job of realizing the worlds and different things that are going on with them but there's something about 11s that just like each each city seems like it feels unique and right. and and while we're on the subject of that you know i know we've talked about in the past that that's the kind of the one complaint people have with this game is the music and i really and, noticed that this last time with dragon quest 11s as i went to all the cities it's like it was right. such a missed opportunity i feel like for them not to have like each city because each city felt so unique, but each city didn't have like a unique theme or anything.
1: I've I've heard people complain about that and I've heard people uh talk about the music and I know that uh void my Partner on Geek to Geek was talking about how part of the reason he bounced off of 11S was because the music didn't seem to fit. And that's something that I've just not felt about this one. That maybe it's because music isn't such a huge deal Mm -hmm. to me like it is with some people, but I always felt like the music was just, uh, whether or not it felt special, that it always was like, oh, this is delightful. You know, it never was bad music and it never really took me out of it like it has some people. Mm -hmm.
0: And I didn't notice it too much the first time I was playing it. It was really just playing it for a second time on the Switch that, right. as I was in each, I really noticed it in the cities. I was just like, man, this would have been cool. Like, phenomenon, for instance, like mm. it would have been cool if it had its own theme. And then you go to Hado, and it kind of has its own theme. And you, like, I don't know, uh, my mind instantly went to like Nino Cooney too. Um, oh, okay. because you know, you've played that game and you know how in each of the, each of the major cities, they have like a distinct theme that kind of seems to flow well with the city. Yeah. And, uh, so, so I really noticed it this time, but just overall, you know, I mean, I think it's an excellent game I and mean, it's got favorite cast, favorite world. A lot of the mechanics that are in it, like the fun size forge are my favorite like, crafting mechanics in any dragon quest right. game so uh really i mean that's all i have to add to about dragon quest XI <laughs> S right now i mean we've talked about it a lot in the past and i know we're going to talk about more spoilery things eventually when the game's not so new uh it's still at the list as my favorite dragon quest game it's still at the list of my top like video game ever uh, i mean i love it and so but i don't know that i have necessarily anything else to really add right now in terms of like why i love it so much that people haven't already heard me talk about
1: Yeah, it's one of those that has some of the best characters of any of the Dragon Quest games. I mean, I love Sylvando more than anyone. I married Sylvando at the end (laughs) of it. Yeah, Sylvando was the one I married. Like, I love him. Like, I just could not not marry Sylvando. And so we did our little side quest things together, and I loved it. And, like, those kinds of things I've never cared about in games. Like in Knights of the Old Republic, when you were in Bioware games, you build up relationships and get to marry somebody. And it's always just been something that happened in a game that uh, I never really felt a connection trying to build up a romance because I never felt that it mattered within the characters usually. And this time I made certain that it was like, no, I'm going to do whatever this is with Silvando. I love him. I love his relationship with the luminary throughout the entire thing. And it's just, it made me so happy to be able to. And uh, like, there are moments in this that I'm not going to talk about because of uh, spoilers, but, like there are, are moments that made me more emotional in this than other RPGs have. Mm-hmm. probably the only one that I can think of that like impacted me as a, as like surprise and sadness and been like, "Ah was Final Fantasy Nine. uh Vivi made me cry a lot in it when I was younger, and this one had a moment in this where I was like, "Wait, are you kidding? No, 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 no." And so I think that 11S hits that uh, a lot better than some of the other uh, Dragon Quest games, just in terms of like emotional connection to these characters.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And and we keep saying 11S because that's the new one. But for a lot of these, a lot of the things we've discussed on today's episode, I mean, even the vanilla version of 11 has all of that stuff, um, except for right. I mean, you can't marry Sylvando in the vanilla version. There's only one marriage right. option, but. All the rest of the stuff that we've talked about today at least I think pertains to 11 or 11S. So if you don't have a Switch, yeah, even the marriage. Oh, oh no, I was just going to say so if you don't have a Switch and you haven't tried out 11 yet, you know, I think the PS4 version of Dragon Quest 11 right. is right around like 20-25 bucks nowadays.
1: It usually is. Yeah, I mean, I got a PS4 version uh, just to keep sealed last year for I think 30, so you can probably catch it cheaper than that. Gotcha. And I actually like the marriage option in that one. I actually almost went with that if it hadn't been for just loving Silvando so much. Um, and I'll tell you why later, but uh, it uh, I almost went with it uh, because there's there are reasons that I think that it's a good marriage option for me personally.
0: I, I saved before before then and with the intention of going back and marrying everybody to see what like oh, the cutscenes cool. would be like. and I guess I could just yeah. look it up on YouTube now at the time. 11 s was still fairly new so there's still even now i feel like there's not a ton of videos out showing the new content off but there probably is stuff on youtube now with all the marriage options but i saved it before to to try that and i noticed from running drunston's labyrinth that uh that you know you can you get all the other prizes but the the marriage option never vanishes like it always has the option of i want somebody to spend my life with or whatever uh, so yep. I assume you can just like divorce your old partner, and
1: you can marriage you can. I went back to uh, to try just to see what happened, and that's what it was. It was like, have you made a mistake? Do you want to spend your life with someone else? Actually, gotcha. And if and so you can you can change. And that. if you want to do that quickly,
0: my advice is to do the luminaries trial. And you go to the beginning, you drop down to the first floor and kill one of those dragons you can fly on. Yep. Fly up to the fourth floor and you don't have to repeat that puzzle.
1: No, you and don't. You, that has been my favorite thing about you, the game. You just run
0: straight through to Dresden again. You can probably speedrun the whole thing in like five minutes.
1: Probably, yeah, because you literally drop to the bottom, grab a dragon, go up, and if you're... If you're unlucky at getting caught by an enemy is the only way I could uh, see it taking a super long time. Gotcha.
0: So next one down on your list, let's talk about yours first. It's a game that people have heard us uh, talk about quite a bit on the show already,
1: but you have Dragon Quest Builders 2. Yes, and I put this on here because there is a good chance that this is my favorite game of the year that I honestly have looked at my Switch games. You know how it ranks? You can sort it by how much time you've played in uh, in games. Uh-huh. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 has the most time of any game I've played on the Switch. Wow, even, even 11S? Yes. Wow, that's surprising. Uh, I've spent more time in it. It's incredible. And I didn't expect that, but the more I've thought about it, like 11S didn't make me like feel implored to play it. Like, Dragon Quest Builders 2, I was always, like, feeling that kind of dopamine need, where it's like, I need to see what happens. I need to do this. I need to figure this out. I need to collect this. I need to build that. I need to do this. And 11S just pulled me through the narrative. Like, I want to see what happens. Dragon Quest Builders 2 did it through gameplay, and so I think that because of that, it, it it's more... I don't want to say that it's a better game because I think that 11S is the, you know, objectively better game. I think I like Builders 2 more just because I feel like the gameplay itself has a lot more longevity to it.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Which is so it's surprising to me for uh, like the biggest reason is that you don't typically like those kind of sandbox games. No, very I much and like crafting video games so i'm very surprised uh-huh. at that i mean pleasantly surprised and i've also now that you've mentioned it though i mean it's totally true like i remember when you fell like head over heels over dragon quest builders 2 and 11s it was like you like when you were texting me and stuff you really cared about it and you wanted to see the ending but then once you got through the whole story you didn't necessarily care about going and doing all the tickington stuff or like the completing the BC area or trying any super bosses or anything like that. You're just like, oh, I saw the story right. and it was good. And you were done. Whereas with builders Two, you were like, you did
1: like a lot of
0: post-game stuff.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm going to build my castle. I'm going to build my flying <laughs> fortress. I'm going to go through and collect all the stuff on all these islands. And I love it. And I want this, I want this statue. I'm going to find this monster statue. It's just, it got me for some reason. And it kind of hit me in a way that I didn't expect. And we've got like, four episodes maybe on dragon quest builders yeah. too so so without going into it too much on here you can go back and listen to those and get a lot of really actual in-depth specifics on how we felt about the game and I know that I've seen some over the last uh, few days of people talking about it on uh, Discord, on um, on Twitter as well, uh, talking about, you know, I wasn't a fan of Builders 1 and, you know, what do I think? I believe it was Gein, maybe I'm looking right now. Yeah, Gein on... Um, on our discord uh, was talking about how I wasn't, uh, he says I wasn't crazy about DQB one when I played it earlier this year is the second one drastically better or different. And I just basically went through what we just talked about. And uh, he was talking about, I may just sell builders one and uh, put this on my list of games to eventually buy. And uh, that's kind of how I felt about it. You and I got to a point in one, it was fine. And then, you know, I, didn't, I still haven't cared about going back to it because of that. But Builders 2 is absolutely one that I will return to over and over again.
0: I gotcha. And so so the way you feel about Builders 2 is kind of how I feel about uh, the Dragon Quest spinoff game I have on my list, which is Dragon Quest Heroes, the first one. The first, the first one. one. Okay. Um, you know, it's the game. It's the first DQ game I ever beat. And it's the DQ game that got me into Dragon Quest in the first place. Um, right. So it's kind of got a special place in my heart and I still enjoy playing it. Um, I think the, the second one made quality of life improvements, but I still think one has a better story and I like the characters in one better. The, at least the mainline care, like the characters from the mainline series that are present in one, right. I still prefer, uh, I still prefer that cast to the cast in two. Just because, uh, you know, in, in one, you get Yangus and Jessica from eight. And I, I just like Yangus better than Angelo. No offense to Angelo or anything, but just in, in the context of the Heroes games, I liked playing as Yangus yeah. a lot more than Angelo. Uh, you have Bianca and Nira, uh, are in one instead of Ruff and Maribel from seven. You are in Dragon Quest Heroes two, which doesn't even seem like a fair trade off in my mind. Uh, Bianca mm-hmm. and Nira are like two of my favorite characters. And while I love Ruff, you know, I don't like Maribel, but people have heard me say that already uh but anyway i just feel like the characters are better um you know some of them are the same like Kirill and elena are in both terry is in uh both of them so so some of the characters uh you know get repeated but um you know and i'm looking forward to i don't know if dragon quest heroes 3 is actually confirmed or if it's just like rumored at this point uh i still hear people talking about it from time to time and like you know people speculate on who they would like to see in. and Dragon Quest Heroes 3 from Dragon Quest 11 and things like that. And so I would love to see a third Heroes game. I've really enjoyed one and two. Like the, the Heroes games are probably my favorite Dragon Quest spinoffs. Um, I mean, I kind of feel about them the way you feel about Builders 2. Uh, where I just had a good yeah. time with both of them. But at the end of the day, I just got to go with the first one, um, just because, you know, there's something about that, like uh, first Dragon Quest game you play, you know, it sticks with you. And it does. Uh, and, and, you know, the characters I think are just generally uh, better. I like the ones there. I think I like the, the, the new characters, uh, like that are exclusive to the Heroes games. I think I like Teresa and Heroes 2 better than any of mm-hmm. the, like, new, uh, characters in the first Heroes game. Uh, so I guess 2 has that edge on one, but generally overall, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 is the, is the one I gotta go with
1: yeah teresa is awesome uh like i said i made the mistake of picking is it lazarell his name yeah, in yeah. uh, into mm-hmm. like he's terrible i made the mistake of picking him but getting a dozen hours into it and not wanting to, to go back um and then the what's the guy's name uh it's not cecil uh the guy with the great sword that's original for two uh you're talking about cesar Cesar, yeah, I could not remember his name. Um, it was he's one of my favorites. That Cesar it has become one of my favorite characters in that game, both to play as and just see around. Like I love his model, yeah, uh, so I like playing as him. He's one of my favorites. Him and Teresa kind of push two above for me, uh, and just the the fact that we've talked about it being kind of the objectively better game. Uh, going back to one is kind of like playing Arkham Asylum after you've played Arkham City to me. I guess
0: or or like play it's probably like playing Dragon Quest Builders 1 after playing and beating Dragon Quest Builders 2.
1: Yeah, that's Um, true. Or going back and playing 8 after you've played through 11. Yeah. Uh,
0: So next one on your list, you've got uh, Dragon Quest 9, which almost made it onto that one almost made it onto mine. I really love 9. Um, I know that was like your favorite for a long time.
1: Yeah, and I think it's still my favorite of the mainline game. Oh wow. I think I think I had a better time playing it than I did eleven. And it's not saying again, it's eleven is the objectively better game, but it's there's something about nine where I just love the aesthetic. I love being able to put my own party together. I really love the vocation system in it. I had such a good time farming metal slimes in it that uh i wasn't as big a fan of the post game as a lot of people are but i haven't gotten to play it multiplayer but i really like the uh the whole world of nine which is something that from the moment that i saw it i knew that i was going to that i love i love like angels and kind of stories about divinity and actual characters who are are divine rather than it like being the church being a bad guy or something like that you have these these guardian angels in this one who are truly doing a service and doing that and so that really put that story above other stuff for me to uh to have it be a different kind of dragon quest story so i followed through it i really loved it and uh you know the graphics even make me happy because they're that Nintendo DS, uh, just normal 3D Nintendo DS graphic. But for some reason, I feel like they've been able to really capture that Dragon Quest feeling on those where it, it's it's weird that they do the 2D and 3D mix uh, on in terms of sprites because they couldn't fit stuff on the DS the, the DS cart that they only give you one save slot because of that. And so not all the characters in the game even have 3d models from it, but all of that combined, even though it is limited by the technology because of that, it gives it personality as I've gone through it because I like the uh, mix of like PlayStation one level graphics of mixing 2d sprites with 3d worlds. So just pretty much everything came together on that one to make my favorite game, whether or not it is the best game or not in the mainline series.
0: I gotcha, and I really I love Nine a lot. Like that, probably if I was extending the list to like four or five Dragon Quest games, Nine would definitely be on right. there. Um, so, and I, and I really I like the story um, with the Celestrians, mm-hmm. um, and they remind me a lot of the the Cirrus from Dragon Quest Seven. Uh, gotcha. which, you know, have wings and stuff. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm convinced that like Dragon Quest 7, VII, 8, and 9 are like some kind of like, I don't know what you want to call it, like the Almighty trilogy or something.
1: Because, <laughs> right. They all deal with it. Because they all deal
0: with it in some way. Yeah. Eight, eight less so than seven and seven and nine, especially, but eight, eight less so. But there's still all the stuff going on with the church. That's such a huge part of that mm-hmm. game. Um, that I am, I'm legitimately surprised that people don't uh, like group seven, eight and nine into some kind of like religious trilogy, the way they group like Zenithia into. Uh, yeah, because I mean, the almighty is actually in seven and nine. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, he's not yep. a physical character in eight that I'm aware of. Uh, But, you know, it deals with uh the more like religious aspects of the world and things like that. And it's a big part of eight's plot as well.
1: So it kind of goes into a lot more detail than you get, especially in the first three. I mean, the churches are just kind of there, but the uh, I haven't gotten far enough into four or played five and six to know, but I've never heard them being uh, really talked about as something that's that's really called out or paid attention mm-hmm. to.
0: Yeah. And so, so that's kind of my like, I guess, crazy fan theory. I don't know to, in my head, at least like my head cannon. Is that is yep. that seven, eight, and nine are like the Almighty trilogy, and that it's all like just you got this trilogy that deals with like the more religious aspects of Dragon Quest worlds.
1: Let's start a thing hashtag Almighty. Trilogy. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just put out a campaign for fans to start referring to this, and uh, this is what we yeah. do now.
0: Um. So, so for my for my final one here, uh, I would have to go with. So this was this was really really hard um, because I love Dragon Quest four and I love Dragon Quest five and to me it's really a draw in terms of which one I like best because I I just kind of go back and forth on which one I like better. So some days okay. I'm like, yeah, Dragon Quest four is definitely my uh, you know second favorite Dragon Quest game, and then the next day I'll be like, no, you know what? I enjoyed five more, <laughs> uh, and I just I can't. It's it's so hard, but for, for today's episode, I, just, I went with five uh, because uh, it just by the time I, you know, you kind of like weigh your options here and you like put all the little like pros and cons and stuff. And to me, I had to put five because I really like the monster recruiting mechanic in five. Okay. Um, and, you know, especially the having that the Slime Knight stayed with me, like, almost from the get-go. He was always around. Like, he was the real... Like, when I think of Dragon Quest V, I think of the Slime Knight just as, like, a character in that game because I used him so much in my party. Um, to me, he's just as much of a yeah. character as, like, the hero and, like, Bianca and Nira and everybody
1: um man you know speaking of i want to i want to say i i I don't know if you noticed this i think i can't remember where i was talking about Uh it but have you noticed like i love slime nights too like jennifer got me the little tiny slime night for our anniversary and uh, i just look at it all the time Changed, like i love it have you ever in 11 gone into a camp while riding a slime night for the for the evening no they put the slime night in a pen yeah like 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 the slime there as well as the Slime Knight himself. Like you get the monster in there and you get the little dude and they're just sitting there in the pen while you guys get to sit around the fire and, uh, and no hang out. He's just sitting there like actually in a kennel. Huh. Like, and I'm like, Oh, the little dude's there too. I was like, that's sad. I was like, that's cold. <laughs> and then somebody's response was, and so was the Slime Knight. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's just the point. It's, it's sad. Yeah. I guess so, that makes uh, sense. It, Cause it, it,
0: the Slime Knight is kind of like holding on to the, edge there right when you're riding it
1: yeah like so you. he goes in there and like you put him like you put him in a in a cage and i'm just like oh that's that's mean yeah. but it's like i like slime night, so i'm like y'all are just being mean to him it doesn't bother you that the horse is stable no horses horses get stable that's what they do but this little dude <laughs> like the slime i could get being over there i mean he, he's he's gonna melt near the fire but dude in armor just has to be like no you stay in the pen and like you saying that about uh being your like a party member made me think about that whereas like man they got me yeah i mean i I guess that makes sense
0: (laughs) but uh going back to five uh you know the characters are incredible uh that was kind of my next point is that uh you know the slime knight as much as it feels like a real character in that game but the characters that are there you know there's sancho there's uh uh your dad uh you know there's the bride options uh that are in there there's just even the side characters uh you know dr (laughs) aggan we did a whole episode about how you were like dr Agon. i mean that's a memorable character um there's the bjorn the Behemoth,
1: uh was a pretty and everybody loves Loves the Yeah. Humans.
0: Bishop Laja is a really cool villain, even though he's not like the final boss or anything. He's still a really cool villain throughout that game. Um, there's just, there's story scenes in there, you know, that are just, there's so many great story beats and it spans like <laughs> decades. The story does. So um, yeah. just, you know, there's so much packed into that one game. So much, so many like heartbreaking moments and like celebratory moments and just everything. Like that's just ultimately why I had to pick it. It's also got some of my favorite locations. You know, I t- talked about the haunted castle, the Uptown towers in our Halloween yep. episode, you, the fairy world, uh, you know, the flying castle, there's just all this cool stuff. in uh, Dragon Quest five, even though Dragon Quest four, I love it. That's just why when it push came to shove, I had to go with five.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I understand.
0: Uh, so uh, I think that about does it for our episode this week. It was uh, kind of a shorter episode, uh, but, you know, I hurt my back. And so <laughs> I'm standing up yeah. to record this right now. <laughs> that's what happens. So um,
1: that's Yeah, it is. He's been complaining about this for days. and I feel so bad. So send him some uh, some love on Twitter. Well, ibuprofen. So that, you can uh, mail me ibuprofen. Yeah, ibuprofen. <laughs> that's true send him uh like lots of icy hot patches
0: <laughs> ibuprofen all of these things will be appreciated
1: <laughs> that's our shameless self-promotion this week oh. that's how you can support the podcast make austin's back feel better so remember you can
0: uh talk to us directly on twitter at dragonquestfm you can also check out our website which is dragonquest.fm uh, you can email us. Our email is social at DragonQuest.fm. If you want to talk to me directly, you can talk to me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at underscore Austin underscore King. And you can also read my weekly Dragon Quest blog, which is back. Got got like three new posts up there already. Uh, and you can find that at DragonQuestAustin.com
1: and you can find me on twitter at, at professor beege i also co-host the geek to geek podcast which you can find at geek to geekcast.com and we're also part of a media network uh so you can check out all of our content at geek to geek join us on slack and discord with our dragon quest channels and all sorts of other uh cool nerdy stuff that we do thanks everybody thanks everybody bye